and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Spurs, girls, and novelty songs. Well, how I got this reputation as a, a fucking Eeyore of this podcast. Well, I wouldn't say you're Eeyore, you're more rabbit. Okay, I don't get the. I'm not. I'm not. not Eeyore uh, is sad. Rabbit is a moaner. Is a moaner? Yeah, like he pitches and moans all the time. Oh, but Eeyore is sad, but he's like. He keeps to himself. I don't want to bother you with it. Yeah, and Rabbit is like, get off uh, my lawn, kids. So, how familiar with the Pooiverse are you? Did you see Christopher Robin the last Hundred year? The Hundred Acre Wood. I did. Yeah, it's a delight. It's perfectly fine as a movie. How about you watched Paddington too? No. Yo, those are good though. People say those are good, yeah. Yeah. Like Kelly, he's people a people. <laughs> Whoa, those don't talk shit about Paddington, bro. <laughs> oh yeah, Kelly got mad. Those you keep Paddington. Oh, no, I haven't even seen them, so, but I heard they're good. little babies. Suddenly we reference children's li- like movies and Kelly. So I mean, Kelly, what are your plans later this afternoon? What are you doing later? Me? Yeah. Uh, watching uh, Rugrats, but the one, the only the ones that are not Y seven. Y seven. Wait, which ones aren't Y seven? Some of the some of them are rated Y for the youths. Oh, oh that's a rating. Yeah, it's a rating. Gotcha. Wait, does that mean that's lower than Y seven? Yes. Y seven are the ones where they have the like. Uh, let's get a keyboard that's with the voice. The like it sounds like a. You know what I mean? Like you have a Casio keyboard with the human voice setting on it, and then they like down pitch it, so it's like. But you know, every time something scary yes. on the Rugrats, yes. would Y seven are the ones where Chucky gets to say "fuck" one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah and you see uh, Tommy's ass. <laughs> yeah, his yeah. diaper falls off. <laughs> Welcome to Spoofs, Goofs, and Novelty Songs. It's a podcast about dumb shit. That was the only time we've gotten that. And that was smooth. That was smooth. Know. You know what? I've really come around on that Scott, subtitle. It's so good. Suddenly, you're becoming one of our co-hosts. I'm one trying to reverse my one image. One of us. I actually love this, and I love you guys. Oh, no. <laughs> no, no. This is too far. This is too far in the other direction. I, I value handle. this the time we spend doing this so much. Did we introduce ourselves last episode? No. <laughs> so if you just heard episode four, welcome to episode five. Yes. And my name is Scott. Me amo es Marty. I'm uh, Kelly. Oh, wow. Oh, it's really Beto O'Rourke over here. <laughs> His pandering. <laughs> As they call it. Yeah, Beto O'Rourke just suddenly starts speaking Spanish. Yeah, Beto O'Rourke's going to take off his mask and he's Alex Trebek. He's got to be the worst candidate for president. Yes. Alex Trebek. Mm-hmm. Oh. He's not running. And yeah, I can't think of one cancer. more person who could possibly be worse running for president. Yeah, he's in remission. Uh, then Beto? Mm-hmm. Beto's pretty bad. Didn't Trump. Could, couldn't beat an unpopular Kelly, uh, Kelly, I'm talking about the orange <laughs> buffoon. buffoon. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Beto lost to an unpopular Republican candidate for Senate, and then is like, "I'll run for president." Beto lost to literally a melting candle. He lost to the guy who lost to, who lost to Trump already. So he lost to a guy who already lost to Trump. Beto lost to like the 1920s Sandman. I'm just describing Ted more? Cruz you anymore. Yeah. Wait, uh, you, do you mean the Sandman from the comics? No, I just mean like he's got like a weird like he looks like he should be wearing, like, a nightgown and cap and, like, mm. tiptoeing somewhere. Mm. That's all. 
Yeah, he's from he's from like he's an extra from uh, a Christmas Carol movie. Yes, the um, Jim Carrey one. <laughs> you know what? My... Yeah, he looks like a CGI. He looks like that weird Robert Zemeckis looking ass, yeah, just he's... made of wax. He was uh, the snow in the Polar Express. Yeah, I think. It, uh, step on me. I like it. <laughs> great Ted Cruz impression. Yeah. Well, no, that yeah, whatever. Scott, what movie are we doing this week for this this podcast? That's interesting that you would ask me because <laughs> why is that? Well, it seems like every other episode I'm on I'm in the fucking hot seat. I have to be accused of my pod crimes that I did. I didn't watch I watched the wrong movie. I watched next week's movie. Don't spoil it. This week. I will not spoil it. Don't. The movie I was supposed to watch and didn't is uh, Monty Python's Holy Grail or Monty and Python the and the Holy Grail. Okay. Yeah, which fun fact Kelly Danan had not seen before this recording. In its I've entirety. tried so many times. And how did this one go, Kelly? Just as bad as the previous times. So Kelly, controversial opinion: you don't like Monty Python. The Holy yeah, Grail? I'm going to lose a lot of fans, just like we already did by talking about politics. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, all of our right wing <laughs> listeners yeah, are, are turning angry this now. off. Yeah, yeah, all of our people who are mad that we're making fun of Beto O'Rourke and Ted Cruz, aka no one, no one gets mad about that. No Everybody one likes those guys. Mad. Me mad? Uh, no, I, I just, I don't know. I've always, I've seen some episodes of Flying Circus. Uh-huh. Those are good. That's the Monty the Python part. sketch series. Thanks. Sketch comedy is tough. It's not really a flying circus. It's not. Uh, everyone says Life of Brian's better than Holy Grail. I haven't watched that. I just don't like Holy Grail that much. It's just kind of boring. So, okay. some of the bits are okay. Okay. Is it because like I want to I want to let's let's parse this, Kelly. What what is it about? Is it the sense of humor going on, or is it just there's not enough jokes? I think the pacing's too slow. Okay. There's like it's like. It feels so serious for like three minutes, and then it's su- super wacky like for one minute for, okay. t- for me. That's how it felt. There's a lot of um, montage. Yeah, mm-hmm. they really milk that. Uh, the Camelot dance was amazing. I will say that. Yeah, that part was great. I was trying to make a. There's a joke somewhere where they really milk the coconut. Walking. Oh, the entire time. <laughs> yeah, there's a coconut milk. You know, yeah, yeah, that's, that's in there. So, I get it. View, listener, you make you complete the joke. Forgive I've given Scott, you the tools. Or he is hungover. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, famously, this movie was super low budget. The coconut thing, which is like the most iconic thing from the movie, probably, yeah, was not even intentional. That was because they couldn't afford horses, <laughs> so yeah. they came up with that as a bit to do. You know, I'm gonna share a thought about uh, Monty Python. These guys are so random, right? <laughs> They're very odd, I would say. Yeah. yeah, it's like they're thinking of. It's like they. It's like. Uh, it's like they're. Are they, this doesn't make any sense. Are they high when they're writing this stuff? How do they think of this stuff, dude? Those guys gotta be smoking a little bit of the doobits. Where? What are they smoking? Do they have oh, They gotta be, dude. They gotta be token. Fun fact: yeah. This movie was financed by Cheech Pink and Floyd and Led Zeppelin. Wow. They yeah. always got funded by like. Yeah, George uh, Harrison. George funded Harrison funded by Brian. Brian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, thanks for that. <laughs> yeah, give me a little, give a little foley there. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it, they're very random. Mm-hmm. And some of it lands, and most of it for me just doesn't. It's just not that funny to You me. do gotta be, like, in. And I feel like, well, because this is yeah. a very, very like, cult-y for sure. movie, too. Yeah. 
Like, this is not, like, I feel like Anchorman is less of a, or it's like more, stepbrothers, everybody, it was like required viewing in high school. Yeah, Anchorman yeah. was too. Like, I remember, so in high school, I remember Anchorman and Monty Python were like the two things that got quoted by everyone endlessly all the time. I, when first time I saw Monty Python, I actually didn't like this movie at, at all. Can I just say, also, the official stance of the podcast is we think it's really funny when people quote movies. <laughs> yeah, if you're in a conversation and you just start going, ow, now, brow, gow. Just stop that's, yourself right there. Yeah. That is funny. That's yeah. you are. You might as well go on to UCB yeah. LA and become a career comedian. Mm-hmm. I like it because it reminds me of when they said it in the movie, mm-hmm. and then I just and I'm like, like lose uh, it, Will Ferrell. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you buy a graphic tee that's both uh, Rick and Morty themed and Minecraft themed. I know right away. Oh, we're gonna be best friends. <laughs> we got a I like both of those things too. It's like Rick and Morty, but with like Mario's hat on it. Oh my god, it's <laughs> so good! It's so I random. Love yeah. Graphic tees that combine two of my favorite. You guys favorite must be things. nerds. Are you guys big nerds? Dude, yeah. I'm a bit of a nerd. Yeah, we referenced I'm a bit of Mario, a so yes, we're huge nerds. <laughs> <laughs> but well, yeah, I've this the uh, people are culty the fan the following people who love this you're either in or you're out i guess yeah. is what i'm saying and i think that's the same for most of their sketches it is that it's like it's like a dry it's the dry british humor done with the like sort of like silly wackiness it doesn't feel so they claim the monty python group claim that they try to make this movie as grounded as possible do i need to get on the mic a little more uh, they try to make this movie as grounded as possible. That's why they're like constantly covered in, dirt. like literally, they just cover themselves in dirt to make the movie seem like down to earth, sort of. They're rolling in the muck. Yeah, but I think that's the thing that the, hurts the movie is that the reality isn't like it's not like it's height. It's not heightening anything. It just doesn't feel like connected to anything really. It's just wacky shit happens, and a lot of it's really funny. I still think it's funny, but it definitely doesn't hold up as much as it once did for me. Some of it is, I mean, well, okay, what are they lampooning? King Arthur, right? Yeah. And so there's you know a decent amount of jokes. That, there's like uh, ten minutes of jokes about that though that you can do. Yeah, right. And then a lot of it is, like, it could just be in, like, a different movie. Right. So, like, a lot of it, like, the thing about, like, something like Walk Hard, which we reviewed last week, uh, it feels really grounded with the character's journey. So you actually feel, like, the comedy just feels like, it just feels like it matters a little bit more, which makes it funnier, you uh-huh. know? And with this, it's just, yeah, it's just, like, a lot of it's just, like, jokes. It's just stuff it's happening. fine, but, yeah. 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 It doesn't hold up as much. I so. do not. I could not care about the main character's journey, like or the main troop's journey. Right. I you don't get to did. know any of them is yeah. the thing. King Arthur especially, he's not a character in this movie at all. Yeah. He's he, stoic? They How do you make fun of that? Yeah. I don't know. There's no character there to make fun of. So, so like one of the, one of the bits that they did that I liked, but it was like so much work for such a small payoff was they talk about the coconuts because they're like you have coconuts we don't have coconuts here how did you get the coconuts and then they talked about how maybe a bird flew them up and they're like an african swallow or a french swallow or whatever and then they went on that for like 10 minutes and then later in the movie right when they're about to burn the witch at the stake right before they do that there's a shot of a guy tying coconuts to a swallow and that's like funny yes but the whole like conversation argument about it which was probably improvised just wasn't that good it's like the opening five minutes of the movie oh my god it's just so long i'm just like 
watch this movie now, you can really tell how low budget it is because it's a lot of yeah. like they're in the forest and it's like it's in, isn't this a King Arthur movie and it's just like a lot of them in swamps and forests and a couple castles. Well, that's like, all they clearly, had. Yeah, they had then, access Marty. to like two castles basically. No, I mean crazy. in medieval times, that's all they had was castles and swamps and no horses. There were towns. Mm-hmm. And there were lords. Mm-hmm. I didn't see a single real lord in this movie. Yeah, they should have gotten a real lord. They should have gotten lord. lord. <laughs> <laughs> the musician. Uh, what are the jokes? There's the knight who gets chopped up. Yeah, the black knight thing I think is still really funny, but... It's all right. I think all of it is, like, semi-funny still. It's just, like, it's very much... A, I think it's... The thing is, for the three of us, I think it's a very teenager movie. I think it's very, like... I think Monty Python is that in general. There, it's a very good like late teens, early twenties intro to like funny stuff, and it makes you think you're really smart because yes. they're British. Because it's like clever enough, yeah. but it's also very childish humor in general. Like it's not very mean spirited, sort of. It's just isn't this absurd? Yeah, yeah. Life yeah. of Brian does age. I think we will probably eventually do that one. It does age a little bit better just because it is like it's just a stronger joke to make. I guess I don't know. It's like making fun of King Arthur is like. Not there's not much there. A lot of material in the Bible because the Bible right. has got a lot of you know like goofy stuff, shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and it's always yeah. hard to tell like is this like a metaphor or not? Right, right, <laughs> right. And most of it is right, but like, yeah. and they and they don't really make fun of that in the thing. They just make up made fun of like zealots basically in Life of Brian. Gotcha. Whereas in this, it's like, yeah, just making fun of like the King Arthur lore. It's like cool (laughs) yeah well and there's not because even the king arthur stuff is like a lot of it is just they went over here to do this and then they had to travel yeah this way to and they met this person who was in their way yeah and they said we got to get past them yeah and also all that stuff like the stakes are never i mean like it's a comedy how much do the stakes matter but like it matters enough right like with the knights of need just go like anywhere else like there's no reason like like that kind of pulls you for me it pulls me out of the movie when they're like we have to go through the knights of knee it's like why just go another direction like hated that part i was so annoyed by that whole exchange yeah that they can't say is isn't that funny or yeah yeah and then the joke the other joke is look at how goofy my voice is which was a lot of the characters yeah look at how goofy my voice is that used to be that used to really count for as a joke back in the day right just doing a funny voice there was definitely a transition from like physical humor into just like wacky voice humor and they just commit to it you know what it is is uh I feel like the Monty Python sense of humor has like theater major energy. Yes. Oh, it totally does. <laughs> For sure. <That's> so, <laughs> yeah. like sometimes it's like, okay, that was actually That's like funny, how I but I feel about it. Yeah. Oh my god, that like hits the nail on the head too hard for me. <laughs> Because, yeah, that's, that's, it's just not that good, but they have... Wow, I'm not going like, to say anything else for the rest of the <laughs> Yeah, I know you're good. You, I'm not that. A friend of mine, one of my close friends in high school, actually would bring coconuts to school and would, like... Oh, oh my God, yep. they sound cool. I'm not saying anything besides that. <laughs> I uh, That's funny. In high school, for in, I think, uh, sophomore year history class, there's a kid who, like... We had to do some type of video project, and he did his on uh, Monty Python and, like, insisted we – so we watched it. We watched, like, you know, the period was 45 minutes, so we watched it for 45 minutes. And he was uh, mouthing the words, like – you know, he was in. He was just at his desk, but like doing it exaggerated enough that you could tell he wanted you to see. He wanted you yeah. to know he knew every word to the movie. And honestly, it was really cool. <laughs> honestly, though, 
That's... He's no worse than any of us. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> we're no better than this guy. I mean, I guess we are doing a podcast right now. Talking about, about Monty Python. Yeah, you make a compelling argument. <laughs> yeah, Sam had a similar. Now, who's experience. Marty? You, your attitude. <laughs> you really <laughs> <laughs> don't reference real life. Yeah. <laughs> That's my Scott impression. Thank you. Kelly, you were saying something about your my, girlfriend? My fiance. Oh, sorry. Cool. <laughs> she had a similar experience, but she was watching. I mean, she walked by the TV while I was watching this bullshit. And she was like, oh, I have good and bad memories from watching this movie. I'm like, what are the bad memories? And she's like, well, I watched it with my mom. And she just, like, quoted everything. Like, she knew all the words. And it's just like, you're just Well, like we said before, that is the funniest thing someone can do. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, that's true. Yeah. Especially while the movie's happening. Or, like, telling them, dude, watch this part. Check this part out. Do you think in Shakespeare times people did that? Like, people, the, hey, 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 the lady doth protest too much, am I right? And then everybody's just like, yeah, amid, this rules. A midsummer's night dream. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. The bard, yeah, you say. The immortal bard. <laughs> the immortal bard. Yeah. Did you know he didn't write those plays? Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't rich enough to write them, wasn't it? that it? I, or the, he just didn't exist, right? Is the argument people make, and that it was there was another famous playwright at the, at the era. I forget his name, but yeah. Well, I heard the whole thing. Somebody was I forgot. I heard somewhere somebody was saying that's like a like a classist sort of conspiracy because oh, for sure. uh, Shakespeare was like a normal guy, and they're yeah. like, "There's no way this guy who it's yeah. like the pyramids, where it's like it's no no way they could have done it, but it's really yeah. just them saying like, oh, like non-white people couldn't have built such an amazing thing. It's like basically, Shut up. yeah, yeah." Exactly. yeah. Hey, <laughs> this is the most. Yeah, this is the most. You're sending me. I can go on a tangent right now, and I'm like resisting. Like, there's a vein popping on my head because I. Well, you might as well just call this Chapo Trap House. Yes. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Don't say. Yeah, it's basically we talk about goofs, and it somehow sends me into a lefto rant. <laughs> Bernie would have won. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so the pyramids, <laughs> guys. It's time to rate this as a movie and as a spoof. I'll go first. Thank you. <laughs> I'll go. So, in reverence to Teenage Marty, who did love this movie a lot, eventually, right? I like, saw it the first time, didn't like it, watched it again. Okay, I get it now because I was dumb. And wow, so clever. Uh, seven out of ten as a movie. It's it's basically a sketch movie, but reverence to Marty. Marty loved this. Remember, as a he kid. gave the last one ten out of ten. So really, this so is like I. a four. <laughs> I but stand I by the last water. one. A ten out of ten too. Yeah. Yeah, but Scott's saying I'm too nice. Oh. As a spoof, like a 2 out of 10? I don't know what it's really trying to make fun of besides just like a setting for them to do. King Arthur. Yeah, but it's like they barely do that. It is like we were talking about like they do make fun of that time period a little bit, but it doesn't feel that genuine or honest. It just feels like a setup for them to do any kind of jokes they want to do, which is fine, but I don't know. It just doesn't feel like much of a spoof. It was a weird pick for us to do this, but I think we're just trying to cover – as many types of spoof movies as we can in these first few episodes. So are we saying it's uh, overblown then? Overhyped? As a movie? Do you think this movie is overrated? Yes. It's okay. Like, literally, if you look at the Wikipedia for this movie, the last thing on the page is a link to list of best films. And it's, oh, like, oh it's like tagged as if it's one of those things. And I'm like... Godfather. <sighs> Godfather Kane. Part 2. Citizen Kane. Mm -hmm. Spider-Man 2. Yep. Air, Air Bud? Airplane. All the, you know what? All <laughs> it really says is that at one time... Uh, all the movie reviewers in the world were baby boomers. That's, <laughs> that's really... My, yeah. yeah. And, like, 
I don't know. I, and like the thing is, I like all of these guys. I feel like every single member of Monty Python. First off, Life Brian is better. Uh, holds up better at least. And I think in general, all of them went on to do like better work in general. John Cleese had better things he did. Uh, Terry Gilliam made like tons of great movies. Mm-hmm. Like Michael Palin's great in all of those movies because he's usually acting in Terry Gilliam stuff. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like it was like the beginnings of their career, sort of. Yeah. yeah. I, don't know. I will rate. Uh, as a movie, uh, four out of ten. Wow. If it was on cable, I would see what else is on. Damn. Uh, yeah. And maybe wow. check back. I would do that because I've seen it so many. I think that's part that's of why I don't thing, like too. it. And it is, uh, to Kelly's point, it is extremely slow paced. Yeah. And it's so older. It's, like, I yeah. get it. I know it was like a different time, but like, dude. Give me, like, a 30-second clip of this movie. I need fidget spinners. If you're going to have yeah. a really low-budget movie, then you really can't do, they didn't like, dab either. Because yeah. then it really is just, like, shots of people walking around. For sure. Uh, I didn't see any Fortnite and, references. Yeah. And jokes about people walking around, by the way. That's, like, the main running gag, though, like you are saying about the coconuts, is literally they're walking around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a good comedian can make which a joke is, out of okay, the things you see every which is day. A f- it's, that's Burr. actually a fine gag. I don't know. The whole, everything surrounding it was bad. All right, how was it as a spoof? Oh, what did I say before? Uh, you said four, four, four times. Yeah, and then as a spoof, I'll say... Five out of ten, because I definitely knew what they were spoofing, but did it do a good job? Are there better medieval parodies? Absolutely. High. (laughs) What was the one with James Franco? High noon. (laughs) High noon, yeah. No, or fuck. High Uh, fantasy. Fuck, what is it called? Oh, no, it's Your Royal Highness or something. Shanghai Nights, Shanghai Noon. No, that great stoner comedy. Definitely High Highness? I I think it's something like that. Your your Highness. It's just Your Highness. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that movie, boy, that movie. Yeah, I can't wait for that episode. Mm -hmm. I can. (laughs) Maybe not. I can't wait for when we do the year one. Oh, Oh, year one is so bad. Don't spoil it. Okay, year one is great. I bet, you know what? I bet I probably would find it much funnier now, though. (laughs) It's fun to laugh also at what people, like, think is funny, too. That's Austin Powers, for example. Right, right. Anyway, Kelly? I would give it, like, a five... Or six out of ten is a spoof because it paved the ground, it laid laid the groundwork for a lot of other movies, and I think it was just an <laughs> early spoof. And then I would honestly, it's just like personal opinion, like a one out of ten is a movie. Wow, I don't like this movie at all, especially as someone who was like grew up being like, yeah, I like comedies. Like everyone would be like, do you know Monty Python? And the Holy Grail, and I'd be like, no. And then they'd tell me to watch it, and then I would try, and it would just never clicked. I just never liked this movie. I'm not surprised you didn't like this. I was really surprised that you hadn't seen this before, though. Well, I tr- like I said, I've tried watching it, right. and it just, I swear, like, I've fallen asleep, or I've just turned it off. I just wasn't interested. <laughs> and that mm. said, I had awful taste in comedy growing up, too. Mm, what was your favorite comedy growing up? Um... I'm trying to think of, like, before... Like, I, I try to forget what I liked before, like, I got into Stella, I think. Stella was, like, the first thing I liked that I was, like, proud the, to the enjoy. The restaurant in Milwaukee? No. <sighs> Michael Ian <laughs> Black, David Wayne, Michael Schoenholder. They had a season of a show on Comedy Central. Oh, what channel is that? Oh, my God. I don't remember what I liked as a kid. Fair enough. We should do an episode that's just like the target audience is just our friends. Like <laughs> we just we'll reference that for things our, about us our, and things in our city. Yeah. Our one year anniversary. Yeah, yeah. the friends Sounds episode. Yeah. yeah, Scott, 
Yeah. Do you have a novelty song for us this week? Well, okay, this is actually something we should talk about. <laughs> oh, this is something <laughs> on we air off air. Because well we're gonna record it. Same thing. And we'll decide uh, later. <laughs> <laughs> We decided yes. I have a, a song, but it it sort of fits with uh, next, next week's. week's episode, so I'm wondering if we should... I think we should just do it. Just do it for this one? Yeah. <sighs> okay. Is it titled, like, the Mel Brooks song or something? Well, the song I picked, and when you hear next week's episode, just remember this, I guess. <laughs> you have to do a Monty Python-related song next week now. Yeah, good. Uh, is called They're Coming to Take Me Away, haha. Uh, and it's a little number written and performed by Jerry Samuels under the alias Napoleon the... I'm trying to read Roman numerals right now. I think it's 14th. It's X1V. Yes. yes. Uh, so this song was... Thanks, guys. <laughs> You're welcome. This song was, uh, came out in 1966. Ooh. And, uh... Let's just get a little taste of it right now. They're coming to take me away. Ha, ha. Um, they're coming to take me away. Ha, ha. They're coming to take me away. Ho, ho. He, he. Ha, ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white So there you have it. Uh, initial thoughts, gentlemen? Literal chills. So I would say it's <laughs> legit spooky because of how simple the beat is. If it was more complicated as a song, it would be like, you know, uh, the Monster Mash, right? But, like, it's so... Yeah, a very complicated song. Like, for example, <laughs> the Monster Mash. <laughs> what do they do in that song? Uh, it's... A graveyard That's smash. a song by the band Rush. Yeah. Uh, but it's what very do they complicated. Do? I think they do the mash. Oh, they... Well, let's see. First, The first thing he does is he's working. Uh, in his lab. Yes. Um, Late one night? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's save that for guys, our monster. Yeah, mash thank you. Yeah, that was spoilies. Such, oh god, I just wanted such an easy. They do the mash. That's all I wanted. No, <laughs> I'm confused. Can't get it from like me. mashed potatoes. Oh my god. Uh, so uh, this song came out in 1966. It was released as a single, and the B side was uh, just the same song but uh, backwards, and uh, with the title, the whole thing written backwards. Why? Too. What do you mean, why? Is it so this guy's crazy? What are you talking about? To, that guy sounds real. Was random. it supposed to be scary? It's supposed to be scary. Uh, I mean, it's supposed to be. No, it's well. <laughs> okay, good. We have. Uh, so I actually had to kind of stretch to get the material about this, but later on we'll have a comment uh, that I found on songfacts.org that oh. people th think the song is hilarious. <laughs> okay. People apparently this is kind of, to me I agree with you that this song is unsettling, disturbing. At least, yeah. Yes. Um so according to Samuels and this is ripped straight from wikipedia.com. Uh According to Samuels, he was concerned the record could be seen as making fun of the mentally ill. An intention. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So, sorry, I should backtrack a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, in the third verse, it is revealed that the person the narrator is talking about who left them is, in fact, not a person, but a dog. Uh, they say, the, the ASPCA will catch you, you mangy mutt. Um, so, with that in mind, uh, according to Samuels, he was concerned that the record could be seen as making fun of the mentally ill and intentionally added that line about the dog. And uh, this is a quote from Samuels. You realize that the person is talking about a dog having left him, not a human. I felt it would cause some people to say, well, it's all right. And it did. It worked. So he's actually not making fun of crazy people because... 
Uh, because they're sensitive. A dog. Yeah. That's in poor taste. Yeah, it would, if it was about a person, that would be bad. But since it's about a dog, it's fine. Oh, oh man, I just <laughs> fucking realized what you were... Oh, my God. <laughs> so, wait, the, the character in the song that they're coming to take away is a dog. Oh, Jesus Christ, Marty. The... <sighs> Do you need to hear it again? <laughs> they're coming to take me away, haha, is a dog. No. The, pers- the person is saying, you left me and it drove me crazy. Did you remember the verses? Yes. Yeah. So, so that's a dog. The person, yeah. You know what? It's actually not important that you understand. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, my, this song reminds me of Eternal Darkness for the Nintendo GameCube. It just is a spooky song. It feels like the radio or the record you're playing is bugging out, mm-hmm. and then you flip it over and it. Plays yeah, in I started reverse. just uh, pounding my laptop with my fist because <laughs> I thought like, it was. What's going things on? Busted. Is this hey, haunted? Yeah. What's happening here? Yeah, that's what it reminded me of. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I'm gonna move on to uh, the comment section, but before I do, would anyone? Care to take a guess? This song did make an appearance on the Billboard Top 100. Would anyone care to guess what it peaked at? I'll go first, I guess. I will guess... 30. 85. Well, Marty, you got the closer guess. Damn. This peaked at number three. What the fuck? Yeah, at one time, (laughs) this this was the third most... For an entire week in 1966, this was the third most popular song in America. People... Love it. Oh, my God. In 1966? What month was it? Was it October? <laughs> no, it was uh, July. That's Mental Health Month. Yeah. <laughs> and again, this song is not making fun of the mentally ill. No, it's making fun of dogs yes. who are mentally ill. Marty gets it. <laughs> I do get it. Uh, so here's a... Uh, uh, I went on songfacts.org, and here's a comment someone left about the song. <clears throat> this song is darned hilarious. Most of my friends like it, uh, in parentheses, even one, even one who generally hates songs of this variety. Technically, it is the only rap song I even tolerate. Well, you could... <laughs> what? What? This is the earliest form of hip-hop. Rap mm-hmm. song? I knew it was invented by white people. Thank you. Uh... Technically, this is the only rap song I even tolerate. Well, you could stretch it to say it's rap. I once wrote a song called They're Coming to Take Me Away, except this was before I knew this one even existed. (laughs) I love it. It seems to describe my own form of madness. Is this all one comment? This is all one comment. Holy shit. Yeah, and that person is still out there. (laughs) This song describes their own form of madness, and they're leaving comments on the internet. That person, Jeffrey Dahmer. Oh, my God. Oh, terrifying. I was trying to think of the Unabomber, but I couldn't think of his name. So, there you have it. They're coming to take me away. Ha, ha. Ted Kaczynski. Kelly. Boy. Do you have a little novelty product for us? If you guys liked Scott's rant last week, you're going to love it this week. (laughs) Is it a second bouncy ball? Yeah. (laughs) I didn't realize it was a fucking crime to be descriptive. No, it's not. That wasn't what I... I was talking more about how, like, I don't know what we're going to say about this, but it's a Rubik's Cube. Ah. An unsolved Rubik's Cube. It's unsolved. I almost solved it up until the top layer. You get the yellow cross on top. And then everything else is solved. I'm not. I couldn't figure it Every out. Every Rubik's cube. I've a solved cold it one case. time with the instructions that I came with, and I it's so hard to solve 
So the Rubik's Cube is uh, a fun toy to play. Mm-hmm. Oh, my um, God. <laughs> here you go, Scott. Thanks. Oh, that was it's your review? It's a three-by-three-by-three three by three cube. <laughs> yeah, that's all I had to it's say. It's a 27 All right, so what are we looking cube. at here? The manufacturer oh, is Rubik's, and you can reach them even... at rubix.com. Invented by Mr. Rubik's in 1955. Mm-hmm. I think uh, 80s. Yeah, I know it's 80s. Uh, <laughs> so it's got... Uh, well, let's count the sides, shall we? Okay, one. One, two, two. three... Four. four. We're would, back at where we started. Put money on six. Six. Wait, wait, wait. On oh, hold on. Start <laughs> All right, I'm gonna start with the side that has the 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 logo. Okay. So one. we got one. Flipping it over. Okay. Uh, two. two. I'll give it another flip. Three. Three. One more flip. Four. four. Okay, now I'm gonna turn to the left. Yep, because you're already back at the logo. That's five. Five. And then I think if the the last side would be the polar be opposite. The back because you've turned it around the other sides. All right, so we've established we got six sides on this bad boy so now. Does that make it a? It doesn't make it a square, funnily enough, because a square only has four sides, correct? Yeah, that is funny. Uh, <laughs> this is a podcast about humor, so. <laughs> so it's it's more of a rectangle, you yeah. would say. So when they say Rubik's cube, I wonder if it should be called Rubik's rectangle instead. No, you're wrong. Uh, so we've established six sides. Now there's also a number of colors. Yeah, how many colors do you think there are on that bad boy? Well, I'll name them off and you keep count, okay? okay? okay. All right, so coming in, number one is yep. yellow. Okay. Then we got green. Okay. Blue. Yep. Uh, I believe that's orange. Yep. Uh, I see white. Yep. I think that's it. You have red. You do not count. Oh. So this is a six-sided Rubik's Cube with six colors. Mm-hmm. Now, as a novelty product, this is an all-timer, I think. It's very, it's, you know, if you go into a waiting room, there's always magazines, there's always some other dumb shit, and then there's usually, like, a Rubik's Cube or something similar in waiting rooms and things like that. Definitely a novelty product, I would say. Because it's not even that much fun, but it's somehow... It's a puzzle you can take around. Correct. Mm-hmm. Somehow it's done competitively. People actually compete how to... How fast. How fast they can do it, yes. Yeah. They're probably Monty Python fans, because they're uh, nerds. Do you want to know the record? For quickest solve? Yeah. Yeah. 3.47 seconds. Wow. Those guys are doing it fast. Have you ever seen uh, magicians use Rubik's Cubes occasionally for little magic tricks, usually? There's, like, like, one in particular that's been doing... Yeah. Like, he actually solves it with one hand while juggling them and stuff. Wow. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Nerds. Yeah, for real, though. Imagine if he put that effort towards... Well, anything else. World peace. Yeah, world uh, peace. I think I've seen magicians who do you it. You could solve world peace with one hand. <laughs> yeah, you just kill Donald Trump. <laughs> Marty, now we do have an amendment about free speech, but I think that's crossing the line, pal. I'm sorry, FBI, I was kidding. He just winked at me. (laughs) He just winked at me and held up a gun. With my penis. Yeah, he just winked at me with his penis. (laughs) Remember, okay, actually, (laughs) we'll talk about... You know what? You no, a, we'll talk about it on air. The other day, the other day when we were watching the the uh, tennis thing, we watched. Yes. And I said seven days in hell. And I made fun of your sense of humor because I said you just take something and add <laughs> sex to it. That's what I'm talking about right there. Where I said you winked at me and then you said with my penis. <laughs> um, Case in point. Yeah, that's the one time I've done that today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> today. Yeah, today. Okay. I don't make sex jokes that often. So, 
you gotta spin the Rubik's cube in uh, different. There's, there's. How do you describe this? Each side has a X and Y axis. <laughs> I'm trying. Somebody might not have heard of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's also Rubik's. It's spelled R U B I X, not R U B I C K S. For those looking it up. You know, remember like when you had. Uh, Projects in high school. R U B I K. Whatever. In high school, okay, the teacher is like giving out a project to everybody, and then you have like a little like table, right, that determines like how you're graded on each aspect of it. What do you call that thing? A syllabus. I'm looking for a rubric. Rubric. So I remember in high school, uh, my mom would get mad at me about like, you know, doing bad on homework and shit. And she kept, did you look at the Rubik? Did you look at? And yeah, that's, yeah, the end. It's because your mom was a teacher, though. So she had high expectations for her child. Yeah, but high expectations, but low expectations for pronouncing shit. As a teacher, she should know how rubric is pronounced. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Stanley Rubric. <laughs> See, but she was maybe testing Stanley you, Rubik. Ooh. She, two wanted, we can do. she wanted you to correct her to show. Oh, that I'm learning. That you're learning. Yeah. Because that, <laughs> that was the assignment you. is correct your parents. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the school for precocious children. Well, Kelly, thank you for bringing in such a lovely novelty. Those book. are two toys. <laughs> Kelly, thank you. <laughs> you're very welcome, gentlemen. That is going to do it for us this week. Thank you for listening so much. We,